baseball. Does that make sense? Yeah, just starting to record just so that we could. I am respectful of your time. So yeah, go ahead. Oh, but yeah. So that I'm because he plays quarterback and because he's you know he catches a lot. Yeah, it's like he's he's constantly throwing, mm-hmm. and so my thought is maybe I need to shut him down a little bit more throughout the year in between sports. Yeah. Uh, you know, give him another month in between um, baseball and football and then football and baseball. And he's been doing good with the signal sixes still and all that. He loves it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he does. He does them every day. So <laughs> that's good. Well, that's the yeah. thing is I, I always tell my, the hitters that are having some issues, whether it's arm or whatever, so you're doing your signal six and about 80% of them say, Oh no, I haven't been doing it. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Take care yeah. of your body. Yeah. And that's pretty much what we're telling him now, now that he's going, he's 13, not 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's, it's <laughs> like, you're, you need to start monitoring your body. You need to start warming up more often. You're not, you know, when they're, you know, when they're six to 12, they just get out there and throw and they're like, they're jacking around while they're throwing. And now you've got, or warming up now you got to warm up with a purpose right you have to you have to warm up with a purpose get your body ready to go because you're getting to that point where you're putting some major force on your body now Mm -hmm. and and a lot i know what happens to you know as you get older you start getting more and more sedentary and so you know riding a skateboard doesn't happen before the game now now it's like walking in with your with your slides on or with flip-flops on or whatever and you're like oh i just woke up and then you got (laughs) to You know, and then they just start, they just think, oh, I can just start playing. Right. And which isn't true. You need the bands, you need to, you know, kind of, so you, you have to put more emphasis on the warm up now, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, hey, let's, yeah. uh, I got, got, gave people a little bit extra in the beginning. Should I do an official start here and we'll get going? Yeah, sure. All right, let's do it. Hello and welcome to Swing Smarter Monthly Newsletter. This is your host, Joey Myers from HittingPerformanceLab.com. And I have the honor and privilege today to have, I think the information we're going to go over will be good for everybody. I think it'll be good for our instructors, our parents, and our team coaches, especially. I think this interview is more geared towards team coaches and especially for team coaches that are coaching like in that little league to like middle school area. Also, of course, there'll be things in in high school, college and beyond that will apply. But I think this interview will go beyond just hitting and things like that, but good for team coaches. So first, I want to welcome you on, Sean. This is Sean Wolf. Uh, So welcome, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, say say it again. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Yeah, Sean is just a little context. I'll let him get into a little bit more. But uh, disclaimer, I've worked with uh, all three of Sean's boys from Keenan and Liam. Uh, Keenan's playing football now in college. Liam, I think he's graduating right this year from high school. Uh, he graduated last year. Graduated yeah. last year, and he's going into accounting, I think you said, right? CPA stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's getting college, Fresno State, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and for those of you that, that just joined our conversation a little bit into the conversation, we were talking about Torin, who is 13, and uh, we just started working with him and been dealing with some injury stuff recently and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, Sean, give us a little bit about your, your background on the coaching side and, and what you did with your boys, you know, when you started coaching and then kind of when you let go, and then we'll go into it from there. Sure. Um, I started coaching about 2006. Um, my seven-year-old at the time had this innate ability to play baseball. Um, I, and when I say that, it was just one of those things where you throw a ball in front of him and that's what he would gravitate towards was a baseball, not a football. And, and, uh, 
basketball, whatever. And now baseball was kind of his thing. And, and that was, uh, and that was Keenan. Yeah, that's Keenan. Yeah. And so, you know, it, which was fantastic for me because I grew up playing football and I feel like football is one of those sports where you're playing football until you, you, you play enough football, you're going to get to that injury where you can no longer play football. And which, so it was, which say a little bit about that for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Speaking so from experience. Was, right. Yeah. So it was fantastic that my kid, like that Keenan decided, yeah, no, I don't want to play baseball left-handed anyway. So it almost was this perfect transition of, you know, you don't even really have to be that fantastic to play if you're left-handed, you know, you figure, you'll figure out how to pitch or, you know, and so that's kind of what he did. I mean, it was one of those things. And so at that point he had went to a couple of, uh, into a couple of leagues and, uh, Cal Ripken, that kind of stuff. And he wanted to play more baseball when the Cal Ripken season was over. And, if you're not on the all-star team, then what do you do? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started travel ball teams and found out that there's a fantastic world out there of travel ball, but there's also probably one of those things of an unfat, fun, ten, fat, ten, fantastic world of, <laughs> of travel baseball as well, because you can overdo it. And so um, I kind of put it all together and we just started running with it. And I had a team for Keenan until he was, well, he was 13 because at the at that time, so he played until he when he started when he was 10, uh, playing travel baseball. Went until he was 13, and at that time, the only reason he went to 13 was because there wasn't much. There was a little bit of Cal Ripken, or uh, sorry, a little bit of Babe Ruth after seventh grade, mm-hmm. but there wasn't there wasn't anything between eighth grade and freshman year, mm-hmm. and other than travel ball. So we decided to put that together and. The next thing you know, it's I'm coaching him until he's a freshman. Um, and I did that with my with my middle one, Liam. I did the same thing. And um, then they went into their high school years and there was always something there to do. Um, mm-hmm. That's almost that's almost a year round thing. Yep. Uh, yep. So um, and we I plan on doing that with Torrin as well. With Torrin, I kind of back I back off a little bit um, with Torrin because I I started with him younger. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I, I, you're kind of at that point where you need to hear other voices in your head telling you what to do and that kind of stuff. Not that he, he's very coachable. It's just one of those things where you get four or five years of dad doing it. And you're going to do it dad's way. But when you get to high school, they may not do it dad's way. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so, yeah. So that brings That's, me to the next, next question. And I think a lot of dads out there, me being one right here, that need probably need some good advice on coaching when you have your own kids on the team. So how did you separate or did you separate your, your kids of being a parent, being a dad and being a coach? How did, how did you do that? Um, my kids still call me coach. Uh, <laughs> no more. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> um, even to this, even to this day, it's, it's weird to hear my oldest go, Hey dad. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you're always harder on your own kids, right? You always expect more from your, for your own kids. Um, so I just took being hard expectation and just made sure I was fair and hard on everybody else. Just the same. Right. So you treat them all like they're your own kids Mm -hmm. and you pull them over to the side. Right. I mean, you see the coaches sometimes that are, that have a kid on the team and they may, you know, their wife, their wife may be in their ear or whatever. And look, you're really hard on little Johnny today. Um, it's really, it's really difficult, um, to, watching watching you guys out there and so i just make sure i'm hard on everybody that way it's it's fair um to everybody because i'm going to be harder on my kid 
but yeah. I always pull them off to the side. My, my kids included it, it. My kids, we were able to drive to the game. And so we would talk about baseball. And then when we drive home, we would talk about baseball or not. It depends mm-hmm. if that, if that came up, mm-hmm. um, because it's the same way with people that are bringing their kids to me to help them to, I'm, I'm helping develop their baseball or I'm helping to get them reps. Um, the dads or the moms may not be happy with what's going on out on the field. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't want to undermine. You're not going to help the situation if you're undermining what the coach is doing or what the coach is saying, right? It doesn't work that way. The coach isn't going to change the way he thinks or wants to, the kids to play baseball. If you're, your kid's just not doing what he's asking them to do to begin with. So mm-hmm. I always pull them off to the side and say, look, I, I'm only hard on you because I care. I, I know I, this is what I see a positive attribute, maybe two or three positive attributes, but I just need more effort. The team needs more effort. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for yourself. Do it for your teammates. Mm-hmm. So you try to create that, that teammate feel that bonding thing. Um, if a pitcher's up there and he's throwing gas and, you know, he's got a no hitter going into the fifth or something. Um, you're going to want to dive a little bit. If you don't give the extra effort, that kid, that kid on the Hill is going to go, you didn't have my back. Right. And so we do things in practice to kind of make sure that I'm kind of taken out of the equation of the dad coach. It's more of, I, I'm just a coach. And mm-hmm. so my kids will say, Hey coach. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and their friends who never played for me, call me coach. It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hopefully they're not calling you dad. Yeah. No. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, it would be weird. Um, yeah, that's interesting you say. I love that too. And, and that's something that I think in the three, this is actually officially the third year, but four year, because we lost last year with my son yeah. and his team. And, and I completely buy into what you're talking about. And I've had those thoughts. It's like, you know, you got your son and how do you, how do you either correct or not correct. And you kind of, like you said, keep it even. And I had, I grew up with a guy or with one of my teammates. Uh, he ended up being kind of a dunderhead uh, later on. Uh, didn't want, I like baseball was for him. I think dad was pushing him a little bit too much, but I played on dad's team, his dad's team. And yeah. so he was our catcher and stuff. <clears throat> and a lot of people out there can say, yeah, you know, I know the dad that, that coddles their kid and gives their kid everything and make, lets them start, even though when they probably shouldn't be starting and whatever. I, I, I know many have many stories like that out there, but it's the, I, I experienced the other way. So I experienced the dad who would smash his kid at every second, way more than the rest of us. I mean, it was blatant where many of you out there will we'll see the dad who's coddling. Imagine that same dad smashing their kid, going above and beyond to smash their kid at practice and run him into the ground, almost to tell the others, hey, I know he's my kid, but I'm not going to give him a favor. Well, you can't do that either, right? Right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, the, look, uh, we all think our kid's going to be the the professional Hall of Famer. Right. He's still going to, he's still going to fail seven out of 10 times. Yeah. Even if yeah. he's, even if your kid is that kid, he's still going to fail seven out of 10 times. I'm not saying... No, I, I never, I never allowed my kids to accept the failure, but deal with it, right? Figure it out, it, mm-hmm. figure out what, and not that I don't want to lock them up with analysis and paralysis versus paralysis, all that kind of stuff. I'm not that guy, but it was always, it was always what, and literally what happens is, is and Keenan was the best at this. I called him my Labrador. He would say, <laughs> he, cause he'd go out there and, you know, he would, he would beat a team on the mound and with his bat, it'd be one, nothing. And he pitched and hit. And this is for as as a sophomore in high school at Buchanan, mm-hmm. he would do that. 
And then the next thing you come to, he get in the car and he's like, what could I have done better? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I'm like, dude, that was fantastic. There yeah. was nothing you could do better. I just like watch, I just like watching you compete, you know, yeah. like at that level. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, he goes, I remembered this when you, when I had that kid. Oh, two, I remembered what you told me about Frank Robinson finding the giants pitchers. Don't throw a strike. Oh, two, make them chase. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, but it's those conversations in the car, teaching them the game, yep. the coach, you know, the coaching side of it is coaching, but teaching them the game outside of, I think is beneficial in the car and that, that kind of thing. And yeah, it's a, uh, it's been fan. It's been a fantastic thing to kind of keep. I, I've learned a ton. All three boys mm-hmm. with their different personalities. Liam was Liam. My middle one was not the the Labrador. He was more of what we call the cat. Right. Mm-hmm. I got this. I got this. I'm going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. It's he get he gets in the car and he. I mean, literally roll out of bed, get in the car, go to the game. No batting practice. No warm up. No nothing. And go three for four. <laughs> and, and you know i've got the opposite where dad can you throw to me and i'm like uh we got two hours before we need to leave do you really want to get all sweaty and and yeah 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 and i got two of those now torn and keenan keenan was like that torn's like that now dad can you throw a little batting practice before we get in the car <laughs> so i i think as a coach you have to always remember that they're still your kids and they're your kids that aren't getting the attention at practice that they that the other kids may be getting because you're coaching all of the kids. Mm-hmm. So, and you're, and you shouldn't be, well, I, I say you shouldn't be, I'm not gonna tell people how to do it, but mm-hmm. I never, fa- I never favored mine, mm-hmm. but he wanted that one. They, they wanted the, that one-on-one attention. Right. 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 And other kids are getting that one intention. Uh, some of them are getting that one-on-one attention with their dads before they show up to the game. Mm-hmm. So hence the reason you know, I've kind of learned, you know, back off, let other people coach them sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. If you don't see, if you don't like what's going on and never, I never hid behind my, the, the, the kids on the team, the parents always had an open, there was an open microphone to me. Just don't do it during the game. Yeah. So you could pull me off to the side and say, Hey, um, I don't know if you know this or not. I, I had one, one parent handle it beautifully. He's like, Hey, I know you you get busy during the game, but little Johnny only got two at bats in the game and he's guaranteed three by Cal Ripken. Now that was, <laughs> I was, I wasn't keeping track. I probably yeah. should have, yeah. but we, ended, we ended after four innings and I didn't get little Johnny in there. I said, you know what? I'll make it next. I'll make it up to him next mm-hmm. game. I promise. So that's one of those things that, you know, it was a learning thing for me was, Hey, you need to start keeping track because some of the parents are going to, you know, now travel balls a little different, you know, mm-hmm. but that Cal Ripken, you know, everybody paid the same amount. Everybody gets their playing time and, you know, if that's Europe, it's about reps anyways. I mean, yep. we, we can, we could talk about the trophies and all that stuff, but it's about the rep. It's totally about the reps. Exactly. Yeah. Getting more work. Yeah. One of the stories, and I, I know we talk a lot, that's why I wanted to have you on. Cause we talk a lot about this stuff and I was like, man, to be a fly on the wall, some <laughs> of these coaches out there. Uh, one of the stories you're talking about is dad and, and coach that we were talking about is, and, and I do this with my son because he's, he sound, my son sounds like, like more of the Torrin and, and Keenan style where mm-hmm. he wants to play catch. He wants to do all this stuff. And sometimes after, especially after Sunday, when I do all my lessons and I've been throwing and he wants to throw, I said, Oh, looks like, you know, we need, the, we need the lefty, my, uh, his mom, his mom's a lefty. So we need her to come. Oh, in nice. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so anyway, but we were talking about that. Um, when you give him advice, like you give him a hitting advice to correct, or you give a pitching or whatever it is that, that I give it to my son and then 
I make sure he understands it. And then I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Like I don't hover over him and, and really try and, Hey, nope, you did that wrong. Nope. Do it. Another one. Nope. Do it again. Nope. Do it again. You know, it's like I tell him and then I step away. Now that's not for every kid, but right. I thought that was interesting. We were talking about that. Yeah. And, and it, it comes down to personality, right? It's mm -hmm. um, if, if you're micromanaging, I call that micromanaging or being yeah. the hover, being the hover coach or hover dad or whatever. If you're micromanaging, they lock up. Mm -hmm. it, eventually they have to become an athlete. They have to rely on their instincts and you're teaching them instincts in practice. And so, yeah, ex it, that's exactly right. There's different, some kids already have those instincts. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to, I know my kids, it's, I'm going to do it 250 times. So I don't have to think about it in the box. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. The next thing you know, and I, I think you've seen it with Torin in, yeah. in, some, in some of your lessons, he comes back the next week and you're not working on what you worked on last week with him yeah. yep. as much, right? Because he, 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 it's, it's one of those things. He's like, I want to make sure I got it uh -huh. because I want to continue along that journey of this is what I do on the inside high pitch. This is what I do on the low away pitch, right? Mm -hmm. So, and he wants it to be instinctual. So he's not thinking about it. Like you have him doing, you have him really chopping down on that inside high pitch because that's where, I mean, honestly, that's, that's his, his cold spot, right? Mm -hmm. It's that high inside or the, uh, I said up and in or the mm -hmm. over the middle and up mm -hmm. because he gets it. He's so good at getting his barrel down into the zone Yep. that, uh, at, in the catcher's glove, mm -hmm. I, I would say 70% of his home runs out of his uh, 60 home runs that he's, and he's, you know, it's, he's has, hasn't really had any this year because he's been injured, but mm -hmm. um, out of his 60 home runs, I would say 70% of them are to right center to left field and he's right-handed. Right. Or right, right field. So, and he's, oppo. and he's right. And oppo. he, so he goes, he goes oppo better than, well, any kid I've seen. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say that, you know, not high school or anything like that, but any kid uh, that I've seen over the last 10 years, that I, that I start, you know, you start keeping track of that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yep. yeah, I haven't seen anybody go that hard opposite mm -hmm. way. And mm -hmm. it's because he does exactly that. I, I'll say, Hey, you, you, you need to work on this. Remember what Joey said? And he's like, yep, I'm already, and he's already setting the T up. Uh -huh. already getting, so he doesn't have to think about it anymore. He, he wants to get it to where he doesn't, he, they want to do the right thing. Just got to remind them. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what, and that's, that's exactly what you're doing with your son is, Hey, this is what we should be doing. And then they'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. They're, they're those kids. Yeah. Now, now Liam, the kid that doesn't, you know, he just wants to play baseball, that kind of thing that, that, that might be a different deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the great thing about those kids is that they're just, I, I feel like they're just um, instinctively reacting to everything anyways. And so at, when now when Liam got older and was in high school, very much into wanting people to tell him how to hit and mm -hmm. and that kind of thing, and in embraced the 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 I wouldn't say micromanaging, but the the nuances of the swing, he embraced that more um, because the failure did start coming. Mm -hmm. Right, you just because you hit the ball hard on the ground doesn't make it a base hit in high school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You do that. And you do that when you're 12, 13, 14 ish, it starts turning a little bit. Now it's a different story. So then he's like, okay, how do I get that low pitch elevated? Right. Mm -hmm. And so remind me, how do I do that? You don't want me working with him. 
but how do I do that? Right. So, <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. I, got, I got some uh, advice I want to ask of you. I got a couple hitters sure. who um, maybe other parents out there would be interested too in, in your answer. So a couple hitters who during this time have been pretty good uh, in high during high school. And I've had both parents text me. One actually hadn't getting a lot of playing time this year. He's more of a freshman, sophomore in high school and got called up to varsity. So you know how that goes a lot of times yeah. where they, in this particular one, got an inning, I think every game as a relief, and then maybe would get in at bat. He didn't get too many pinch hit at bats. And then one game, the coach starts him for three, three at bats and he strikes out three times. So then mom texts me. And usually th these parents are very good. I usually, I rarely hear from them, but you know, as a parent that goes, your heart goes out to that kid who hasn't really gotten much of a shot, he gets a shot, strikes out three times. So that's one example. And then the second example is very similar, except this kid is more of a junior, next year gonna be a senior in high school. And he's actually been doing pretty good, been coming off a, a couple injuries, a um, couple surgeries and, and came back. And so uh, he, he started off a little slow and then really caught fire, had a game where he was a triple away from the cycle, was three for four, hit his first homer since he was 10. And then has a game where he's 0 for 6 with 5 Ks. So then the parents text me, you know, in a panic mode. Is different parents text me. Same, same reaction, though. So what's your advice on that kind, of a, that kind of a game? Your kid has that kind of a game. What to do? Well, it, for me, um, when, when I'm looking at that, I'm looking at the home run for, for, the, for the second, for the second yep. kid. I'm looking at the home run. I'm looking at. I, I would, I would expand the look and go, okay, what did he do over the last week? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, let, let's look. He had eight at bats and he went three for eight. Mm -hmm. that's, been, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But also, also the results, what is he, who's first off, the results don't dictate the work that the kids put again or dictate um, how the kid performed at the plate. Um, in my opinion, yep. did he hit, did he hit the ball hard? You can't control what happens to the ball after it hits the bat? Mm -hmm. you, we all, all our goal is, is to hit the ball hard when we're in the box. Yeah. You hit it hard somewhere, hope that good things happen, right? I just, hope is not a strategy. Yeah. But I don't have a strategy and say, oh, I'm going to put a perfect, <laughs> I'm going to put a perfect top spin on the ball, mm -hmm. right? And like you can if it's a tennis racket. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't have that kind of control. And I don't think any kid, I don't know if any hitter really that does, except for maybe Manny Machado or Seager or somebody like that. But um, so my thought is, is always don't re react to the result, react to the approach. Mm -hmm. And it's not about the, 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 the three strikeouts. It's about the approach to the three strikeouts. What, what changed? Was he trying to hit home runs? Was he trying to, was he trying to cut the ball in half? Um, that, that, that's always my thing. It's always the approach. I always work on the approach um, because at one point he hit home runs. He mm -hmm. was hitting triples. He almost hit the cycle, right? Mm -hmm. So he knows, how, he knows how to swing. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the opportunities weren't there. And as a parent, I look at things. And as a parent coach, dad coach, I look at things in, like, for instance, Torrin. I noticed they started pitching him up a little bit. Mm -hmm. you pitch him up he can't get that barrel up there so i got to be honest with myself and don't put the pressure on my kid mm -hmm. and say okay hey we need to start working on this we need let's start working on this and that'll fill that hole mm -hmm. right again mm -hmm. and if other coaches that are as uh, or, or that are sharp 
they'll see that and they'll keep feeding that. Oh, we, we got him out on a high pitch last time. Let's do it again. Mm-hmm. And now the over the over three, um, not getting the uh, the playing time, not seeing the reps. Um, as long as he had a good approach in the box, I don't know who he's playing. Right? If he's playing a Division One kid that or a Division One pitcher from that's going to UCLA next year, and he's a sophomore, he might just be overmatched. Was he yeah. out on fastballs? Was he out on curveballs? Um, you know, was the ump did the umpire make? two bad calls on strike threes was he fouling pitches off mm-hmm. you know we, there's just not enough information there as a parent to start panicking mm-hmm. right as a as because i always look and go hey you fouled two balls off you pulled the kid you went deep with two foul balls and then he got you on a curveball away mm-hmm. right two high two inside pitches you fouled him off super hard and then he beat you he beat you but was that one pitcher, two pitchers, three pitchers on those three at bats? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of information to digest and kind of get through before I start panicking on my kid's swing or his approach at the plate. There's just so many variables to baseball that the average parent that's sitting back as coaches, we sit there and go, yeah, your kid's doing fantastic job. He's 0 for 9, but he's doing a fantastic job. He's got six RBIs with three sacrifice flies. And you, know, you just sit back and go, eh what are we doing? Right. Like mm-hmm. why are, why are we panicked? He's hitting the ball to the wall. It's just getting caught. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that. And that's one of my favorite things about you is you're one of those critical thinking coaches. And I think that's what we need more out there. More. If we had more critical thinking coaches, I think we would have less of a daddy ball issue or whatever you want to call it with the, the travel because, and I purposely didn't tell, give you a lot of Intel into that. And because it was really what, what I was getting, I was getting the same information in a text about what the stat was in the whole thing. And so, you know, like you said, you go through this whole mind thing. And I think the easy 30,000 foot view of the number one, you're talking about over three hasn't, you know, sophomore hasn't really hit given the first start. I mean, the, uh, the 30,000 foot view is the guy hasn't really gotten a start. He has, he's gotten three or four inch hit at bats over the season and it is what it is. And, and I don't know, I don't actually don't know who the pitcher was, who, who he faced that day, but I could just tell you, it don't matter how good that pitcher was. If he was good, obviously, what, what you're saying is, is that. But right. even, even if it was some guy through 60 poo, it's going to be hard to, to do that when you haven't gotten the reps, right? Um, so I, I love that. That's the big thing that I want people to get out of this interview is be a critical thinker. Critical thinking coaches, parents, instructors, that those are the ones that will help to get our kids, boys, girls, could be your own kids, could be your, your team, your kids that are on your team. It could help get them to bust through a lot of those, uh, a lot of those barriers and things like that. Uh, one of the, one of the stories that you, you told me, it was pretty cool. It was one of your, your buddies. He's, um, he's, I think he's coach. I think he's coaching Torrance team or something like that, but you were talking about, and we don't have to say his name or anything, but, uh, he's coaching a team, very organized three hour practices, which I think is a little long, but three hour practices and everything's planned to the second minute right throughout that practice. And he came to you. Uh, you want to tell that story you oh, that where he comes to yeah. you and he's like, Sean, you know what? I, I We're doing everything right. We're checking all these boxes, right. but we're just not winning. So pick up so, that story from there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that he, he just came and he says, what would you do? Like, yeah. what would you do? And I said, I throw a mush ball out there. Give them, <laughs> give them one ball and a mush ball or one bat and a mush ball. And then dads go to a, the closest pub or whatever have, a couple, have yeah have a couple of drinks and let the kids play let yeah. them relax a little bit you'll find out who you're that 
a lot of it's looking for leaders. A lot of it's looking for influencers. A lot of it's looking for the positive, uh, the, the kids to be positive with each other a little bit, because look, I've watched, we've watched enough baseball. We've been around it enough. I mean, the, the 07 Red Sox, maybe not the best, the best talented, uh, definitely the three giants championships. They were not the most talented, the right? Phillies, the um, Phillies in the nineties. The Phillies in the nineties. Yeah. We, we, they, you have to have grinders. You have to have role players. You have to have, you have to have all of that. But the best thing, the most thing you have to have is chemistry. Mm-hmm. I mean, chemistry is what, I mean, look at, look at what the Dodgers did last year and I am not a Dodgers fan. So, but, <laughs> but at the same time, look what they did last year. They didn't rally They they have a huge payroll, mm-hmm. but they did, they, they rallied around COVID. Mm-hmm. They rallied around COVID and they said, no matter what, we're going to get through this. And they took care of each other, even though a couple of their players got COVID throughout the, the season. Mm-hmm. I'm told I didn't watch any of the Dodgers, but I'm told that a lot of them got COVID throughout and they just picked each other up mm-hmm. um, next, next man up. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know, that's, that's one of the things that, that we try to do sometimes is we'll, yeah, I try to get the chemistry going. And that means a lot of pizza parties afterwards, even though I'm exhausted, I've been out in the sun all day and that kind of, you know, it's, gosh, can I stare at the bottom of a, a beer pitcher, right? It's like, yeah, let's, 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 let's make that happen. But it's not really about us. It's about the kids enjoying it, making memories mm-hmm. and taking care of one each other. They'll, if they start doing it off the field, on the field, it's really easy. Mm-hmm. on the field the chemistry becomes really easy they start grabbing each other's gloves and and hats in between innings and it's not a forced thing mm-hmm. right i've had i've had coaches go this is how you got to do it you got to grab their glove you got to grab their hat you run out to their position you set it down you don't have to do it that way right mm-hmm. they can do it any way they want like half some of the times it's like hey i got your stuff and then as they're running out to their position they throw it to them and it's all over the it's all over the place but they're laughing about it they yeah. think it's funny. <laughs> So the more fun they can have, because like I said, they're going to fail seven out of 10 times. They have to, that's to succeed at something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and part of that too. I think one of the offshoots of that, that same story you told me, you were talking about, I think the same team and you told them to just have a team party. You know, I think it was on a Saturday and they played double headers yeah. on Sundays or something. And, and I guess the coach said something like they, they lose every Sunday. They, or they don't, they don't sweep on Sundays. They'll lose one, win one, or they'll lose right. both. And then what, what happened after you told them to have a team party? Yeah, we had a team party. Actually, we had a team party at our house and uh, we did a little pizza thing and, and um, they ended up winning the, the, the entire tournament against teams they haven't, hadn't beat before, which was, which was fantastic for them. And uh, they actually, this past weekend, we did it. We kind of did a little pizza party on Saturday after our games and they won again. So something there's something there about it there's some some sort of team chemistry some sort of of uh stick-to-itiveness mm-hmm. i like to you know they just it, it works i don't know why it works but it works yeah that that's so cool and, and I, I was telling that story a couple of my hitters some of my older guys that are the juniors going to be juniors are going to be seniors this next year and that hey you guys are going to be the ones that are going right. to be the leaders of your team and and you have to create that or maybe not create the team chemistry but at least Put the, put the environment or the atmosphere together to hone that team chemistry. And I was telling about my last year in high school and we had a team. We ended up winning, winning our Valley. We lost uh, the, the uh, what do you call it? The 
Valley champions or whatever it was. I think we lost five games. We probably only should have lost three. We lost two against some teams that we should have lost, but we had the team chemistry. And I knew that coming up, we had a couple, couple years above us, love the guys, but there were some dunderheads. And when I was my sophomore year, our seniors were, were pretty good. Uh, but my junior year seniors were there. I love them. I love the guys, but they're dunderheads. And so I vowed that next year to change that. And so we had guys that I would never really hang out with at a party. I would never go look up and, you know, I'd maybe say hi to them, whatever. And more quiet guys, not that they're just dunderheads are just not my type to hang out with and whatnot. But we pulled those guys in and we we did our own team parties and that kind of thing. We had a, we had a great year. We didn't have a team like Buchanan this year where my guys are telling me that Buchanan from the first in the lineup to the ninth in the lineup, they're all, they're all going D1. So all nine. And then I think there's actually, I think they said there's 12 or 13 that are going D1. Now we weren't that way in my senior year of high school, but the chemistry made up for that. Right. Well, and I think one of the things that you did as a senior as well, because we've talked about that was it, you were inclusive. Mm -hmm. You weren't, yeah. you included everyone, whether yep. you were going to hang out with them or not. Yeah. And I think that's, <clears throat> excuse me. I think that's one of the things that, you need to be as a leader, right, is include everyone because you don't know who you're going to rely on. Mm -hmm. You don't know who's going to be that guy that you're going to need in that moment. And yeah. every season has a moment yeah. or, or a, a few moments, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so I think being inclusive helps as well. And so that's one of the things that, that I've always instilled in at least my kids is like, hey, um, this kid's struggling. Mm -hmm. um, give him something right? Give him some, whatever it is. And half the, sometimes it's just warming up with, with him and just talking about, just talking about things, especially as they get older, just talking about things because it, 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 it gets interesting what you hear the older the players get and the more responsibilities that they're going to have. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I think knowing the background of some of the, the kids as a coach, it helps me out when my kids tell, would tell me, mm -hmm. oh, well, you know, I was, I, I think I told you, I was getting onto a kid one time because he's a little lethargic. It was a two o'clock afternoon game. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, why are you so tired? Uh, sorry, coach. Um, uh, just got off work. Mm -hmm. He was, he had, he had, he had to go out and work to help support his family. He was a 16 year old team. He had to go out and work in the fields to help support his family. Mm -hmm. And his parents didn't care about baseball. It was his passion, not his parents' passion. Mm -hmm. And so his dad, wouldn't let him out for the first game at 10, but he was able to make it at two. So the other kids rallied around him. Yeah. They saw how tired and how much he'd worked to be there. Mm -hmm. So when he got up, when he got on the Hill, there was a lot of great defensive plays behind him. Yeah. Because they didn't want to let him down because they knew that he showed up for them. Mm -hmm. So it was I interesting. Love I love that. Yeah. I love that. And, and we had a couple examples at my senior year. We had, uh, I think I've told you about these ones, but one was a bullpen catcher and he came on the team. He, he tried out. He's like, Hey, I know I'm not going to make it. He goes, I know I'm not that good. And he wasn't, but he said, I just want to be a part of this. He liked the guys. He loved the atmosphere. And he goes, I just yeah. want to be a part of it. He goes, I'll be a bullpen catcher all year. I don't have to get in a bat. I don't care. I just want to be yeah. a bullpen catcher. Right. So, uh, you know, and I remember my buddies that pitched, they, they were bullpen bullpenning with this guy was tough, but like you said, those stories that you rally around, he ended up getting, I think he got three at bats during the season 
we rallied around him, included him, all, all our stuff. Even these parties, we never invite this kind of guy to one of our parties. But it's a baseball party, and we we bring him. And he two for three. I mean, he didn't play the best teams. He didn't get a bat against really good ones. But he, I think he got a double, it was a double and a single, two for three. I mean, that's that was the end of his junior year, you know. And then we had another one who was a senior. He played second base. He ended up going two for three, two. And I think, and what sucked, he's a smaller guy is he, he, he came this close to hitting a homer at Bullard, hits one, pulls one right down the line, hits the top of the fence, bounces back in. <laughs> oh. We were all like that. We were all, oh, my God. You know, we, we were pulling for him. We were sure. all like, I can't believe, you know, you should have seen the big smile on his face when he's standing on sure. second base uh, because of it. But, yeah, relationship yeah. is huge. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, hey, man, I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, anything, any other parting wisdom? I know you don't have a website. This isn't your like gig or anything like like it is mine. But uh, any any advice that that you think that we missed on the call for for maybe new coaches out there starting or maybe some of those veteran ones? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have any any coaching or anything. Just enjoy it. It goes fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it, I, I know when you're going through it, you're like, oh, we're giving up this summer. Oh, we're giving up that summer for this or that uh, for baseball. That uh, We would vacation around our tournaments. Yeah. And when I say that, I really mean that. Like, oh, we're, we have to go to the coast for Friday night games, Saturday, Sunday games. We'd leave Thursday and then come back Monday and just spread out our vacation that way. Now we only have one playing baseball. The other two are playing football, whatever, but they decided to go play football, which is crazy. Um, cause I steered them away from it for so long, but <laughs> noted, noted, but, noted. I right, won't steer yeah. them away from it so yeah. that they don't go to it. <laughs> right. Yeah, but the thing is, is that we miss, we miss those, that, that, those yeah. weekends we, now we've only got one doing it. And if it's an off weekend, we're like, what do we do? Yeah. Um, you know, so we bought, we bought a damn boat, which is expensive, which is expensive. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, is that enjoy it. It's going to go. It's, it, it's unreal how fast it goes. I look back on it now and I'm like, whoo, man, that was fast. So I, my, my thing, enjoy it. And the kid, just make sure the kids are having fun. Yeah, I, I agree, man. That, that is, that is great advice. And it's not baseball advice. It's not, hitting advice. It's just yeah. life advice and it, and it applies to any aspect of the game. Right. That's exactly right. Love it, dude. Hey, well, thank you so much for making your time. We get to see your pizza oven back there in the back. Uh, yeah. I, before that, before we started the call, I said, uh, is the wifey, is that an in-use pizza oven or is that a, uh, a, a former pizza oven? You said, no, no, no. We just put it on there. We just got to. Yeah. She likes to decorate it when it's not in use. Because <laughs> it looks it looks beautiful back there. Look at all those beautiful colors. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. I'll let her know you like them. Yeah, tell, yeah. I would love to, to to taste what comes out of that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's good pizza. All right, brother. Well, hey, have a good uh, rest of your week, and and hopefully when uh, Torrin's feeling better, we'll get back on the. I think he's got a tournament this weekend, right? If yeah, we'll be back. back. I think we'll be back next week. His, his, he's, start, he's starting to be able to move it around a little bit. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, All right, brother. We'll, we'll chill again. All right. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, brother. Have fun.